Blog Talk Radio. Morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Najee E. Brown, your host, and we thank you for your support and participation. Hope for Today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry, and our hope and prayer for our listening audience all over the world is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime, and you can reach us through our website at www.yieldtothekingministry.org. Well, welcome to today's episode, Empty Spaces, A Time for Letting Go. Now, that title of this episode is a spinoff of a book, and today we have a special guest in the studio with us, and his name is Corey Thompson. And Corey, I'm going to let you introduce yourself to our listening audience all over the world. Well, hello to all the listeners. This is Corey Thompson, and I am so glad to be on this show today. Well, Corey, we are equally as glad and happy, and for you and I, we've been waiting for this for a long time, and praise God, it is happening today. So we have invited you, yes, we have invited you to come on into the studio and to talk and to share your story, and you have a book that's published, and it's entitled Empty Spaces, The Dynamics of Life, and a couple of weeks ago... I actually promoted your book, and things didn't work out for you and I to connect, which is fine, because you see what God did, and I believe in his perfect timing. But today, we're going to give you an opportunity to tell us a little bit about the book, but not spoil it, because we want people to read it for themselves, but to just kind of give us your testimony and the journey that you took and that the path that you walked to get where you are today. So with that... Tell us, when exactly did you write the book, Corey, and tell us how it became published today. Okay. Um, I wrote the book in 2010 um, as a release. I just needed to get all of that stuff off of me and not have to think about it <laughs> anymore, you know. And um, and I moved to Oklahoma, and, you know, and I, I had it with me, and then when I – moved back to Seattle, I had no idea that the book had made the trip back with me, (laughs) back to Seattle. And um, I was going through one of my bands, and there it was on top of everything. And I took that out of there, and the Lord said, let somebody read it. And I flipped through a couple of pages, and I said, heavens no. <laughs> and I said, No, I, I I can't let nobody read this, Lord. And he said, Yes, you can. I said, No, I can't. And uh and the next day was Sunday and I went to church or I was go I was on my way out the door and he said, Aren't you forgetting something? I said, Well yeah and then I grabbed the book and went on to, to church and he said, The first person that you see, that's who you let read it. And from that and then she tried to read it and said she couldn't because she was not ready to deal with her issues. 
And I said, but can you read a couple more pages just for me? No, I can't do that either. <laughs> I said, well, just a few more pages. <laughs> and so she read a few more pages, and I asked her, well, well, how do you feel? And she said, well, I feel better. I said, well, good. I'm glad that you feel better. And, and she said, I think that she needs to read it too. She was pointing at someone else in the in the church. And I said, well, this uh-huh. is not Oprah's book club. Now, we can't have everybody just reading it. And she said, no, I really feel like she needs to read it. And so I took it over to the young lady, and, and I said, well, I have something. Would you like to read it? And she said, well, what is it? And I said, it's a book that I wrote. And she said, yeah, I'll read it if you sit down here beside me while I do so. And I sat down, and she began to read it, and, and she had the same reaction. No, I'm not going to do this. I said, well, why not? Because I'm not ready to deal with my issues. And I said, well, this could be your opportunity to be to get set free. I don't care. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not doing this. Uh-huh. I, said, I said, well, can you just read a little bit about no? Because you had no business writing this. You done sat up and wrote down <laughs> my whole life, and I am not ready to deal with any of this. <laughs> and she asked oh. me, well, when did you, when did you write this? And I, I said, well, uh, the date is on there. She said, you wrote this in 2010? Yes, ma'am, I did. And it's 2017 now? That's also correct. And she said, if you get this thing published, I guarantee you your 2018 is going to be such a blessing to you and and to so many other people. And then she pulled me in real close and said, do you receive what I'm saying? <laughs> and oh. I said, well, yes, yes, ma'am, I do. And then by that time, Miss Denise had come out of her office. And she said, you want to get a book published? I said, well, they say that I need to. And she said, good, here's the number, call them. So I said, well, Lord have mercy. All of these people are lined up doing all of this stuff, Lord. So I'm assuming that this is you. It, it, it had to be. And so all all that, you know, I called the, uh, the number. They didn't answer the phone because it's Sunday. <laughs> but, but they did call uh-huh. back, and then they – and then they, you know, they said, you want to get your manuscript uh, uh, reviewed, you need to, to uh, we're going to send you an email with the link. And so I said, well, okay. And, but in my mind, they they wanted me to retype it up. Now, in my mind, I said, you got to be crazy. I'm not going to retype all this. But but the Holy Spirit said, yes, you are. You're going to get your computer and come up here, you're going to retype it. And uh-huh. I said, Lord. And now, mind you, I hadn't read it since I wrote it. So oh. I got to whatever page it was, and I flipped completely out the same way that they did. Because I said, uh-huh. how in the world is this even possible for somebody to even go through? And I couldn't put it together. And then uh, someone, uh, someone out of the office, she came, and, and she consoled me, and she said, it's all right. You, if you got to type and cry, you type and cry. And I'll bring you some uh-huh. water every now and then when I check on you, but you got to get done. And so about three or four weeks later, however long it took to, to retype all of it, I finally got done. And I was like, ooh, I am done. And then she asked me, well, did you send it? I said, no, I didn't do that. <laughs> and then she, she came and she asked me again, did you send it? I said, no. And then she pressed the button and sent it herself. I said, well, why did you do that? She said, because you wouldn't. <laughs> oh. I said, well, yeah, you're probably right. And then um, so I said, well, I need to, to tell uh, – the person to tell her friend, thank you for the phone number. And so I went and got some flowers and, and told her, to, would you please tell your friend thank you? Uh, she said, what friend? Your friend at the publishing company. She said, 
I don't have a friend at the publishing company. She said, that came across the TV, and the Holy Ghost told me to write that number down. I didn't know what oh, for until I heard y'all out there talking. And I and I oh knew automatically I wrote that number down for you. That's why I gave you the number. So God had orchestrated all of that. It was supposed to happen just the way it happened. And our God is an amazing, awesome God. And I just love him because he loves all of us. He loves all his children. Yes. Well, well, and Corey, that that that's such a uh, an amazing testimony, and I love the word orchestrated because he did orchestrate. Uh, you know, first of all, not only did he orchestrate everything to bring you to where you are today, but he also aligned people for you to be able to connect with. And I yeah. know, I'm just going to share with our listening audience that you and I uh, go to the same church we uh, our place of worship is church by the side of the road and you and I have had an opportunity to to talk and I got a chance to read the book and one of the common reactions is that you can't get past a certain number of pages without really shedding tears and they can be tears of sorrow and tears of joy combined it really does bring about a very strong emotion and we don't want to spoil it though for our listening audience because we want them to purchase the book and be able to read it for themselves. But when they do that, they need to have a box of Kleenex on hand uh, or a handkerchief or something because the tears are going to be streaming from their face. So why don't you tell your listening, our listening audience where the book, where they can purchase the book? Sure. Um, you can purchase the book um, at Amazon.com. Um, I'm online and also at Barnes and Noble's um, uh, bookstore. Um, and it's at, a, it's at a number of other different stores, uh, uh, bookstores, Christian bookstores that you can call and, 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 um, and ask them if, if they have the book. And if, and if they do, um, that would be wonderful. But, but if they don't have it right offhand, they can order the book to, at, to any Christian bookstore. Amen, amen. And let's just go ahead and do this plug, too, for those of us who are local, uh, and that is in the United States and particularly in the Seattle metropolitan area. Uh, Corey is going to have a book signing event at Luther's Table, which is in Renton, Washington. It's one of the suburbs of Seattle, Washington, the greater metropolitan area, on August 11th. And what time is it going to be, uh, Corey? It's going to be at 1 p.m., and um, it's going to start at 1 p.m., and it's going to uh, go until 4 p.m. But we might linger, <laughs> but but that's the amount of time from <laughs> okay, that's that's yes. that's going to be wonderful. That's they're going to get to meet you in person, and I'm sure people would have a lot of questions, um, you know, uh, of you, and and you'll have an opportunity to respond to them. So you mentioned that you wrote the the book in 2010, or the manuscript, or or you know, you put the pen to the paper, and and and, and now it's a book. But you said you use you mm-hmm. use the word release just as a release. So tell us a little bit about. Without spoiling it again, what is it that you were releasing? What and I know the book has a lot to do with the dynamics of life and particularly your family dynamics. So, mm-hmm. what what were you releasing uh, in part? You know, I know you don't have time to tell us in full, but in part, what were you yeah. releasing? Just anything that gets in the way of God's glory. 
and 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 I and I um. wanted more of God, and and I and I begged him, God, would you just please show up and and do something about all of this mess? Because I can't. And he said, Well, why can't you? <laughs> because you are the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, and all you got to do is speak a word, and it can be done. He said, No. Uh, the Bible says when I was a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. He said, I didn't tell you to pick that up. <laughs> you picked that up, and you're the one that's holding on to it. Now, you need to, to go through all those boxes that are in the way because uh, you need to figure out what it is that you're attached to and figure out, figure it out and, 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 and let it go. There was a song that said, Lord, I'm available to you. And it said, I have emptied out my cup so that you can fill me up. Now, you hmm. know, I was trying to go to God with a full cup. How in the world is he supposed to fill me up? The guilt cup is already running over with a bunch of foolishness. Pour that uh-huh. stuff out. Yes, yes. And, and I wanted God to work, but he had no room to work. Boxes just everywhere, stacked up from here to high heaven. And I'm and I'm begging him to come do something, do a miraculous miracle, and but this is stuff that I've held on to, and 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 you look around and be like, well, how much stuff is actually mine? <laughs> One little uh-huh. box, and the rest is just stuff that people have thrown on you, their problems, their issues. You know how it is when somebody calls you, and when you get off the phone, you just feel so heavy because they just yeah. released all this stuff on you. And you hold on to all that stuff. And you wonder why your back hurt and why you got a migraine. You can't sleep at night because you're dealing with their issues. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they're going on about their business. They ain't thinking about that. But but you're holding on to it. You're attached to it. And I said, I don't want to be attached to all of this. I, I want more of you, God, not none of this stuff. And and that's the point that I had to get to, to to actually get to God. It, it, you Well, give me some room to, to do something. You want me to do it. But I'm standing at the door knocking, and you can't even hear me knock because you got boxes stacked up to the door. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Wow, that's a yeah, that's a good visual. Uh, boxes, yeah. I mean, just think of stacked up to the to the wall, blocking the door up to the ceiling. It's just just crowded, just you know, just yes, full. And uh, yeah, that's yeah. How can he fill you up if you're not emptied out? And so. You pinned this this book, Empty Spaces, the Dynamics of Life, to to release everything, mm-hmm. all the contents that you had, all the clutter, all of the things that were crowding life out for you. You had to yeah. release all of that in order for God to be able to fill you up. And He came in and He did some miraculous things, and, yes, uh, and with His healing power and. Um, his delivering power. So uh, I'm going to let you tell us about one episode that happened in your life when you were about seven years old. So because your book is a little bit about dynamics of life and particularly your family dynamics weren't the best when you were growing up, but there was mm-hmm. an occurrence or episode or happening that, that uh, occurred when you were around age seven. Do you, you want to share with the, the audience? the listening audience, uh, a little bit about that episode without going into too much detail, if you can. Yes, yes, yes. There there, there was some my, – my my childhood life was dysfunctional, and I would not wish that on anybody. And I would just say if 
if you are a child and you we really don't children don't have understanding um the understanding to understand what's actually going on they only know what they know and what they see is what they uh-huh. believe because because they've seen it and so i i i saw some things as far as domestic violence and and i just didn't know what in the world to do and so but i know what i saw was real <laughs> and uh-huh. i'm like why would i think uh-huh. and then so and i eventually went back to live with my grandmother and then uh my mother eventually came and I could not even recognize her. I, I said, well, I don't know who that is. I didn't know who, who she was until, until I heard her voice. And I said, oh. And then they said that she had been in a car accident. I said, now, I know better than that. <laughs> but if that's, um. y'all wanna say, if, that's what, if that's what y'all want to go with, then I'll go along with it. I'll, I'll go along with it. So, yeah, and that, that was something I like. Well, and then I thought, well, maybe I am crazy. There got to be something wrong with me if I would if I would think that something as terrible as that happened, and then y'all tell me she had into a car accident. So I just said, well, maybe I am Looney Tunes. <laughs> so, so you lived with your grandmother, and you were you became very close to your grandmother, and and mm-hmm. she she was uh, like a mom to you. Is that is that correct? Yes, I. Uh, in my early early stages of life, from from a early one one two three, I would I lived with my grandmother, and then uh-huh. you know she said, "Well, get, well you got to go to your mama," and then you know so went over there and stuff like that would just happen, and then then she just had enough. <laughs> she said, "No, <"Dom>, uh-huh. <laughs> you know who your mama is. That's that's fine. You know, you you love her. She loves you." But she has to work through her problems, and we have to give her room to do that. So, uh-huh. and, uh-huh. and 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 truthfully, she did. She she worked through her stuff. Um, the the saddest part for me is I wish that we could have had a, a closer relationship growing up. But when I when I got uh-huh. older, we have a, we have a better relationship now. So I appreciate all of the small beginnings. I, I appreciate all those because. Is is what it is, and you we certainly can't change the past. But if we did that, we would change who we are. And I thank God for who I, I am today. Mhm, mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we if we change the past, then we would change the outcome. And 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 you just kind of said earlier that you know God orchestrates things. Yeah. Uh, some people believe that. Some people have difficulty with that because we're not puppets on the string. We do have free choice, but if we give mm-hmm. Him the opportunity to direct our path, you know, and to be a lamplight to our feet, and we actually desire to follow him and his word, then we can see how he has led us and how we get from one place to another place, you know, by yeah. design. And so uh, it, it's, 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 it's quite um, intriguing, but it's also very real. And, and it takes being in a very close relationship and having your ear attuned to his voice to be able to know when he is um, always at work around us but in operating operating in and through our lives also. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you mentioned your mom. You have There's a chapter in your book called Feeling Lost, 
and you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about not knowing your dad. So when you mentioned that you grew up with a little bit of domestic violence in the family, uh, so mm-hmm. at one point in time your mom and dad were in the same household and you were in that household also. Did you not know your father the same way that you knew your mother? Your mother? And, and well, what was this, this feeling lost about? What, what was that? What was behind all of that? Well, well, well. I, I, I didn't grow up with my father. I, I, I had no idea who he was up until she told me. Um, and, um, and, and I asked her, well, who, who is he? What is he? Does he know about me? Does he know that I even exist? And her, her reply was, well, him and I, we were just experimenting, you know, with sex and. There came you, and huh. I, I just felt like, what in the world? And I'm like, so I'm an experiment. I said, basically, I'm an accident. I said, well, that explains a whole lot. <laughs> that explains oh. a whole lot. And, and, and from that moment on, that's how I felt, like an experiment and an accident. And until God told me, no, you you were created on purpose, but yes, for my purpose. Uh-huh. Mhm. Uh-huh. Yeah, so so that brings me to the next question and that is when did you first learn of God the Father, Jesus Christ the Son and the Holy Spirit? And and what what was that encounter like? So did you did you know uh, uh did you know about God or were you in a relationship with Jesus Christ mm-hmm. at an early age or did that come later on in life? Share with us a little bit about that. Okay, it was at um, at an early age. I mean, my 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 aunt Glenn, she um, she we all we all stayed there together, and she she was like, "No, we got to pray, and and you have to respect prayer." You, you so when we're praying, you don't need to be thinking about nothing else but this prayer. You know, don't let your mind wonder about what's on the TV. Matter of fact, cut it off, <laughs> and and we just need to just. Pray and, and and she would always pray and sing and pray, and I remember this like it happened this morning. She she had cooked all this food, pancakes, sausages, everything, and and she said, okay, we we're gonna pray over the food, and she got to praying, and I and I looked around to make sure everybody's eyes were closed because I because I was hoping, <laughs> <laughs> and I said I'm just I'm just to sneak some of this. And I put my finger in uh, in that syrup and put it in my mouth, and she got that wooden spoon and whop. She said, and she tore my hand up. And then she said, now I just told you, when we're praying, you you be focusing on the prayer, not this food. And and okay. I asked her years, years later, I said, how did you know that, that, that I was doing that? She said, because I know you. <laughs> I said, well, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's when you were introduced to God the Father, Jesus Christ the Son, and the Holy Spirit, huh? I I I knew those names, but I did not know who they were. I had no uh-huh. idea who they were. It was a picture of Jesus on the wall. I thought that was just Uncle Jesus. I had no idea that that was the Lord. Uh, cause I the, see. Because the picture was in everybody's house. That I, I I said, oh, that's got to be. He got to be related to us. That, that's Uncle Jesus. I, I had no idea that that was God, and not until you know, I found out. And I said, "Well, okay, so he's in everybody's house." 
because because he was at all of my family members' house. That's why I thought he had to be related to us. But he but he's at everybody's house, always, all the time. What? Yeah. <laughs> when I got yes. the understanding that Jesus is God, and I said uh-huh. okay, but um, and I got saved at an early age. But I really, it really didn't hit me until the the um, the Passion of Christ. When that movie came out, I did not want to see it. I said, "No, I don't need to see that." <laughs> and then my uh, my roommate said, "No, we're going to go see it." So I so I said, "Well, okay." And we went and saw that, and I said, "Oh no!" And when he uh, was dragging the cross down the street, I said, "That would have been what I what I would have stopped." <laughs> so 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 he had to be God because they t- called him all kind of names doing whatever they wanted to do to him, and he's dragging this big old cross down the road. And then after that, they they whipped him. And when they were whipping him, I said, can this just please be over? And they stopped. And I said, thank God it's over. But then oh. they turned him over. And when they turned him over, I was done. I flipped completely out. I said, oh, no. I said, what kind of love is this? I, I, and I had no understanding, and, and I just couldn't be consoled. And I said they they turned him over. Wasn't it enough to 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 whip him on his back? But y'all had to turn him over, and I just I I just couldn't be I couldn't be consoled. And then when when we were driving home, they said, "Do you want to come in the house?" No, I just need to sit out here for a minute and pull myself together. I can, no, I can't. And I and I looked up and I, I said, "God, forgive me. You did all of that just for me. Forgive me, Lord. I don't know what I could do." To, to ever to ever be worth all of that to you, but you uh, said uh, I am I I am worth all of that I am and and I and amen. I said God so what I, Lord just take my life take it right here right now today whatever you want to do with me God do it and that was in 2004 when that movie came out and I just uh, I, I just couldn't I I said I don't want to live. A life without you, without knowing all of you, every part of every part of you that you want me to know, I want to know it. And and wherever you want me to go, God, just tell me and I'll go. Whatever you want me to do, tell me and I will do it. I just want to be more like you, whatever it takes. And 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 that's that's what I had on that day when I after I saw that movie, I had never been the same. And and I believe if right here today, if you, if you had not seen it. I suggest that you do see it. It will change your life. It it will. You know, I um I didn't go to the theater to see it and I heard people talking about it and they were talking about how powerful it was and how disturbing it was. I mean they had all sort of descriptive words and then it was later on I think my sons gave it to me one year for Christmas on D V D and I watched it and yeah, it was it was very moving, it was sobering, it was powerful. It was t- too much of a visual but probably not even we can't even begin to to understand his suffering. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it it has a way of bringing things to a head for those who um are in relationship with him. Beginning relationship in the middle of a relationship, and mm-hmm. it, it kind of brings things to a head, and it sounds like that's what happened to you also in 2004. 
Yeah. Wow, Corey, this is uh this is this is good. So you're you're going back to your to your book, um, Empty Spaces, the Dynamics of Light. You've released uh everything that was cluttering up your life so that God could fill you up. Uh, there's several chapters in your book that just reveal a lot of who you are, what you went through, how God brought you through hardship uh, and healed you. And you mm-hmm. refer to the book as a, a story of, of redemption. And so you have a perspective of God the Father, Jesus Christ the Son, they met mm-hmm. you exactly where you were, and, yes. and and they have grown you, and they have shaped you and molded you and filled you up exactly what you were desiring since then. Uh, you are mm-hmm. a gifted uh, songwriter and singer, but that's not what we're featuring today. I wish we could add it in, but we don't have the time to do that. Mm-hmm. But you, God mm-hmm. has just really, really blessed you. But you also have mm-hmm. a story about some miraculous healing that I would like for you to to share with our listening audience. Uh, just, mm-hmm. just to, to share with them what, what you went through. And again, we want to get, we want to encourage them to, to get the book themselves, right? But yeah. I want you also yeah. to tell them just enough so that they just are, just get online and go to Amazon.com or Barnes and Noble and get that book so that they can read it themselves. But how did yes. Jesus Christ? How were you healed? And what what was what was, what do you have to share with us about your healing? This miraculous healing that occurred. Um, well, and when I found out that I was sick, I said, "Oh no! All right, it's time to run." That was my first thought. It's time to run. And so I I got my little bag. I was uh, putting stuff in it and. And then I said, okay, well, well, I can't leave a mess, so I got to clean the bathroom. Now, and then I clean the bathroom. Well, I can't leave the room a mess either. I got to clean the room. And oh, well, well I need the vacuum. And, and I got to I, I, I found everything to 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 do to, to to get my mind off of it. And but but a little still small voice said, well, you can't leave without telling her. I said, I I, I cannot tell tell her this. No. And and um. And then the Lord said, "You you you just gotta tell her. You 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 can't just leave without just telling her something." And so I I, I stopped what I was doing and went downstairs and I said, I, "I need to talk to you." And then she said, "Okay." And and we talked and I told her that I was sick and that I have to go. And, and oh, and she said, "She said, go where?" And I said, I, "I'm gonna go to Oklahoma." Because if I'm sick, I would rather be sick there than be sick around you. And she said, you're not going anywhere. You're you going to just leave, and then I don't know nothing about where you are or who you're around, and I don't trust those people. She said, no, they won't tell me nothing. You are not going anywhere. She said, what we're going to do is we're going to pray. And we prayed, and uh, and right after that, the Lord said, and, and it wasn't no still small voice anymore. It was right up in my ear. And said, now I can work. Because <laughs> now, and I, and I got out of that, now I can trust you because you trusted me enough to go down here and tell her what I was telling you to tell her. <laughs> and and he did, mm. and, and, he began, and he began to work. And he said that you you will not die, you will live. And, and you have been healed. 
um, and I and I had I healed you and you know, and I made you whole, and I have a great work for you to do. And he told me a whole bunch of other stuff that that's not in the book, but but he he that's what he told me. He said all has been forgiven, and he said hmm. now this this is what you need to do. You need to go and and to forgive some folk. That's what you need to do because because there's a process that you got to go through. You got to do some work too now, so you got to forgive some folk. And that's where and that's where it started. It started with me. He said, "All is forgiven. I forgave you. Remember, you got to forgive all these folk. And while you're forgiving them, you need to forgive yourself for not forgiving them sooner." So, mm. Mm. Yeah. and that's where and, it started. And did you did you know? Did you have a a mental list of people that you needed to forgive in your life when you heard those words from the Lord? I, I just just everybody that that you know how you misunderstand people and but but you don't uh-huh. but you don't never take into consideration they they could have stumped their toe or anything and and yes I'm having a bad day I just stumped them stumped my toe matter of fact I think my toe is broke <laughs> but but you just think well they just cussed me out for no reason no but the you don't know what happened before you got there they just broke uh-huh. their toe yes so you have to have a bad day, mm-hmm. or anybody else that mm-hmm. could have run run out of gas, and now they had to walk to work, and and okay, yes, they're having a bad day. They just had to walk two miles to get to work and 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 get there, and they both said, "Well, you're late. Go home." What? Of course, they're having a bad day while they're sitting on the bus. Yes, all that stuff that people don't take into consideration. So, and you mad at these folks because they're having a bad day, but you don't you don't know. That now and and you so you gotta just forgive them, forgive them. Go ahead and do it. God loves all His children, and He wants what's best for us all. But if you're not willing to to forgive, just just do that because that's not about them; it's about you. You're being your uh-huh. own stumbling block. Yes, because uh-huh. they don't went uh-huh. on with their life, and you you still the one holding on to it. Yes, uh-huh. get these boxes out. It give me some space to work. <laughs> Yes, yes. You know, um, when I when I listen to your testimony and having read your book, uh, Empty Spaces: The Dynamics of Life, it makes me think of Jeremiah twenty nine and eleven uh, through thirteen. And I'll go ahead and read that. And it says, "For I know the plans I have for you," declares the Lord, mm-hmm. "plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to yeah. give you hope and a future." And then verse twelve says, "Then you will call on me and come and pray to me." and I will listen to you. Verse 13 says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And, Corey, that's what you've just been sharing with uh, our listening audience is that you've had a, like you said, it's a, it's about redemption. It's about being on this road. You, you, you've been filled up. You, you, you prayed. Mm-hmm. You called upon him. You started to seek him, and he's been there for, for you since the, since the the, the the beginning of time, you know, yeah. and and he drew uh, yeah. him drew you unto himself, so that you all mm-hmm. are now in relationship. But what you're doing with the life that 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 God has has given you is blessing others. It's just absolutely yeah. blessing others. You are sharing. You're pouring into the lives of others. So I'm going to ask you now that the book is published. And it's been a, a huge release for you, and you have an opportunity to, to, to have your story out there and to be able to say, look what God has done with me. You know, he can do the same for you. What, what, what do you want to see accomplished 
as a result of your book being available, being made available to others? What do you want to see? Now, I'm not saying, you know, that, you know, what what God wants is going to happen, but what, mm-hmm. what do you want to see? What is your uh, desire for your book being published today? I just want people to come to know God in a very real way. God is real. There is no doubt about it. And God loves us all. And there's something in this book for everybody, anybody that can read, that there is something in here for for uh, grandparents that now all of a sudden after you done lived your life, raised your children, now you got to go do it again for somebody that's dealing with domestic violence, for somebody that's dealing with molestations, for somebody that is ill, for somebody that is depressed, for somebody that don't know which way to even go. There is something in this book that can kind of guide you through that. And, 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 and while it's guiding you through, it, it, it shows you how to come out with the victory. So you don't have to um, try to navigate by yourself. God is, he gives us a roadmap to success, which is him. Follow me. Take up your cross and follow me. I'll lead you through it. But don't, but we're not going to play hopscotch, though, you know, try to bounce all around what the issue is. No, we're going to go through it and come out of it with the victory. And that's, that's what I want people to do and understand. There is victory on the other side, but you got to be willing to go through the process. And yes, it's going to hurt. You got to, and, and it's a lot of stuff that we don't want to deal with because it does, it hurts to have to think about it. But if we don't ever work through it, how are we supposed to help somebody that might be sitting there right beside you going through the same thing and you got, um, you know how to, how to tell them how to get through it, but because you don't want to work through it or say, well, I'm embarrassed if they know about my business. No, it, our stuff it's, it's people everywhere that that has gone through something, and and if you know how to how how to how to how you came out of it, tell somebody, tell somebody. We have that's how we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Testify to somebody. Girl, I know I know how to I know how to come out of that. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Amen. 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 So, well, there you have it. Is there anything else you want to add to what you shared with us today? You have just just put it out there. And in, in, the, in the promotional material, it says, God in his perfect timing asked you to share your story about life, self-evaluation, growth, taking ownership, forgiveness, and healing. And you have touched on every last part of that. You have just touched on all of that, and so I'm just so grateful. But is there anything else you'd like to share with our listening audience before we uh, close out this episode? You have it, This has been great, Corey. I just can't thank you enough. I, be, I will be eternally grateful for you spending this time with us today. But any last words that you want to share with our listening audience? Yes. Be not weary in, in, in well-doing. God knows all about it. Just, just keep going. You don't have to be, be weary in it. Just if, if you know that you're doing what God has called you to do, or if if you know that you're doing right, don't let people talk about you because they're gonna talk about you anyway. So don't worry about what 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 people say. They talked about Jesus. Jesus didn't worry about it. He because he knew he had a purpose. And everybody on this planet, you have you have a purpose. If you didn't have a purpose, you would not be here. And and mm. so we have to figure that out, that God loves us all. He's given us all gifts and talents and wonderful things 
to to edify him, you know, mm-hmm. and the body of Christ. But but we need to understand there is some some hurt and some pain that comes along with following Christ. It ain't, it ain't gonna be uh, uh, daisies and, and all of that all the time. There are gonna be some scars, but that's all right too. Jesus has scars, and and, and so Amen. and if you look at it like this, before Jesus ascended to heaven, he literally went to hell and got the uh, the keys to death, hell, and the grave. So if if you think we ain't supposed to go through, go, go through nothing, I beg to differ. Yes, we have to go through mm. the things that, and, and we might say, well, that's not fair. Uh, well, nobody ever said life was fair, but we have to go through some things, and and those things they they help us shape who we are. Iron sharpens yes. iron. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, well, thank you for those words of encouragement. And, uh, Corey, we're going to have to arrange for you to come back and visit with us. And that, that, that time will feature you as a singer and a songwriter, which is just a whole other phenomenal part of your life. And so we'll have to make arrangements for that to happen. But with that, I just want to say thank you to our audience uh, for joining us today. We want to thank Corey for coming on and sharing with us about Empty Spaces, The Dynamics of Life, the book that he has authored. And the book is available on Amazon and also Barnes & Noble. Go ahead and Google that. Get yourself a copy. Sit down with a hot cup of tea or a cool glass of uh, lemonade or a cup of coffee and be prepared to, to read about Corey Thompson's life and how God brought him through some difficult times and and has brought him to where he is today. So with that, I want to say God bless you, the Lord keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. And we'll talk again in about two weeks. God bless you. We'll see you later. Corey, you want to say goodbye to the audience? God bless you, everyone. And and continue to have a blessed day, and and feel free to go get the book. Go get the book. It's a real blessing. Amen. Amen. All right. God bless you.